Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery. I'm Anne. Today I have Kimberly Perry, author of Say No and Tell, a creative view of personal safety for Maisie, that's the girl's version, and Daxton for boys. Kimberly's professional background is that she has 15 years of teaching and coaching in public and private schools in California, Michigan, and North Carolina. She specializes in grades from preschool through fifth grade. She earned her Bachelor's of Arts degree in kinesiology, and she has a Master's of Arts in teaching. After teaching personal safety to over 1,000 elementary school students, she was inspired to write the Say No and Tell book series. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you, Anne, for having me. So I have these two books, Say No and Tell Daxton and Say No and Tell Maisie in my home, and I've used it with my sons and my daughter. And I am so honored to have you here today because these books are incredible for helping children. So Kimberly, why did you decide to write a book about personal safety for young kids? My reason for writing the book is twofold, statistics and the training and teaching experience I've had. First, while I was serving as a health and physical education teacher in the Michigan public school system, I taught a unit called personal safety to over a thousand elementary students and I wondered why I had not been taught these prevention strategies when I was a child. Personal safety essentially means sexual abuse prevention of a child. Sexual abuse is twofold. It can be physical sexual abuse, which most of us think of when we hear that term. It can also be non-physical sexual abuse, which is what a child might see, such as pornography, or what a child might hear, which would be inappropriate language about private parts from a grown-up to a child. The statistics were shocking to me. How can it be that at least two out of every 10 girls and one out of every 10 boys are estimated to be sexually abused before their 14th birthday? According to Child Protective Services, every eight minutes they respond to a sexual abuse report. And according to the CDC, about one in six boys and one in four girls are sexually abused before the age of 18. So with my experience of teaching these children and seeing the statistics, I developed this passion to want to share the message of personal safety for grown-ups and kids and families so they can be empowered to prevent this tragedy. This is a wonderful thing that you're doing. I live in Utah, and right now they're doing a public service campaign with billboards and Facebook groups where you learn more about child sexual abuse. This is on everybody's radar right now, especially those of us with children. It's so important to make sure our kids are prepared for this. So what is personal safety? Personal safety, essentially, is learning how to keep your body safe. Some might call it body safety. In the educational world, as an educator, the term often is called personal safety, which is a little more all-encompassing, like I mentioned earlier. It's not just the physical body abuse. It's the non-physical, which includes pornography and can be a grooming technique that a predator may use to groom a child into child sexual abuse. Basically, with personal safety, kids learn to say no to unsafe touches by protecting their bodies with boundaries to prevent or stop sexual abuse. For instance, these Say No and Tell books empower the kids with personal safety by using a three-phased approach based on a proven and a straightforward sequential method that I developed after teaching these 1,000 kids so that I could make it user-friendly for a grown-up to read with a child. Phase one is you teach body awareness. We all know that kids get very curious early on about their bodies. You can teach them about hygiene and bathing, health and safety for like swimming. 
Mm-hmm. Phase two would be explaining boundaries with more unique safety concepts, such as internet safety, stranger safety, and just general people safety. And then the third phase is when you introduce personal safety, the prevention awareness of safe boundaries, specifically for private parts. That's fantastic. My ex is physically abusive, grabs them, pushes them, that sort of thing. And I've been able to tailor it to their needs as well. And I think that's what's really cool about these books is as a parent, I'm able to use it to meet my kids where they are and to teach them these concepts that I think apply to a variety of personal safety issues. Sexual abuse, of course, included in that, but in my case, also physical abuse and emotional abuse. So I'm really grateful that this gives such great examples and then the concepts are applicable to a multitude of situations for kids' safety. And I am so delighted to hear you say that. I'm telling you, it warms my heart because this book is meant to be a toolkit. As an educator, I have layered it for the counselor, for the parent, for the educator, for the adult that works in a youth organization, because I want you to be able to tailor it to what you need, your family values, your family terminology, and your story so that you can change your story and move and shift in the direction of a healthy, safe, protected future for your kids. So for instance, you were talking about just abuse in general. Well, boundaries is one of those concepts. Boundaries defines our personal property and it allows us to take care of it by setting limits on others and internal limits within ourselves. So we teach our kids self-control. That would be an example of an internal limit. The boundary of saying no defines ownership. It lets others know that we exist apart from them and that we are in control. So whether that be emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, boundaries are really important so that we know where we begin and someone else ends. Within the book, there are three parts, basically. Part one is the story where Maisie and Daxton, in their own separate books, embark on a journey of growing up and their bodies change and they prepare to migrate. The parents teach them personal safety before they go. And throughout, you'll see open-ended questions where, as a grown-up, you can define your terminology, your values, and make it your own. You can pick and choose what it is you feel your child is ready to hear depending on what age. Part two of the book has eight scenarios in which I research the predator and I turn those tactics that I found into life skills for kids so that we go on the offensive and not just be defensive. And so some of these examples of the scenarios are privacy, private moments, guarding your eyes and your ears, what is a safe secret versus an unsafe secret, what is a bribe, a threat, what is a safe game, etc. And then finally, the third section has solutions with a n- numerous tools. There's a quiz, a personal safety family plan, there's resources, and then there's a removable section for grown-ups that have all kinds of statistics, as well as I go into greater detail of the three-phase steps, which we spoke about earlier, that gives you practical ideas of how do I talk to my kid about body awareness? What do I say? I loved when I got to the safe secrets part because we have a rule in our family that is our family has no secrets. We call things for birthdays or other presents, stuff like that. 
we call those fun surprises. So when I got to that section in your book, I was able to say there are no secrets. We only have safe surprises. So I changed the wording there to match our own family's terminology of what I've been using for years. And it was so validating to be able to share that in a book with my kids because I hadn't seen that in a book. So that was really cool. And Anne, you picked up on one of the themes throughout the book. and You'll notice the repetition, which in my training as an educator, that repetition is important for our brain so that we memorize. You'll see over and over again, tell and keep telling until it stops. And it might seem overdone, but for the child, for it to, to become a part of what they know to do, because when there is a questionable encounter or something that it can be possibly traumatizing, our amygdala kicks in and we're in this fight or flight. And it's really nice to know that this simple tell and keep telling until it stops, these kinds of slogans can pop into their minds and help them to move into action. That's great. So in your books, you urge parents to talk to their young children about personal safety from a very early age. And some parents may worry that telling their kids about personal safety means they have to tell them about sex too early. So what is the best age to begin talking to a child about body safety? As I get involved more and more with this movement to protect kids and to end exploitation, there seems to be a consensus that it's not too young to begin around preschool through the elementary ages, so ages three to nine, particularly when you notice a child becoming curious about the body and about gender differences, which can be very early on and is a natural part of developing body awareness. It's really key to affirm this stage and phase that it's not a shameful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And when you emphasize the boundaries rather than the reproduction of the purpose of private parts, then you can stay within that area of preserving the innocence and using wisdom to balance that naivety. Focusing on boundaries, safe touches, which feel comfortable, telling them your body belongs to you. It's okay to say no thank you to any touches, whether it's a safe touch or especially an unsafe touch. If they don't feel like having a hug, they don't have to have a hug. That way they're knowing that they are in charge of their body. And also that privacy is okay. As they start to feel like maybe they're becoming more independent, then they can learn about having privacy. And specifically, only safe caregivers may see, examine, or clean private parts while you're really young and you still need help. But once you become independent, you can do those things on your own and have privacy. Yeah, I have found that three is not too young my children are able to talk about things. It's really cute because my two-year-old right now, she calls a penis a peanut because she can't quite talk. <laughs> and so she'll say, mom, where's my peanut? And I'll say, you don't have a penis because you're a girl, you know? And she'll be like, oh, because she's seen her brothers. Her brother's four. That's cute. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think trying teaching uh, the real anatomical words. The other thing I think is really funny and I appreciate it about your book is that my sons hate mermaids because they're immodest. <laughs> and my seven-year-old is like, mom, I do not know who invented mermaids. They are ridiculous. They only have those shells for breast covers. They, they are so immodest. I, whoever invented those is just ridiculous. I do not like them. So I think that's cute that they can talk about when they feel uncomfortable about things that are immodest or they they have the words to be able to describe their discomfort or their curiosity, which I think is really important for kids. And that's another important key in the book is uh, teaching kids about their instincts, that uh-oh feeling that's deep down in their belly and learning, in, uh, encouraging them to learn to trust that 
and that is something that's letting them know that something is not right and they need to talk to somebody and tell them and get help. You also want to note that this book does not cover reproduction, which is saved for an age-appropriate time at your discretion. Even though these books don't cover reproduction, there are other age-appropriate books that do that I use with my children and other books that talk specifically about pornography or other issues that I use with my children. So I appreciate about these that it talks specifically about the unsafe touching and that I can apply that to the different situations. Because talking to kids is so important, what do parents need to know when they're teaching their children what to do when they're exposed to a questionable encounter? The simplest way I boiled it down to was four steps. Say no, get away, tell, and keep telling. And I developed a jingle that the kids can memorize that has a rhyme to it. So the rhyme goes, remember to say no, get away if you can, tell someone and keep telling until it stops, take a stand. And that last part is really important because oftentimes kids, statistics show, will often share with a friend that's their age or they seldom tell. And so even if it is reported, it doesn't mean that it's always reported to the right person that can stop it. With that, I encourage the grown-up to ask themselves, how would you like to have a peace of mind when your child is away from you or out of your sight? The way that we can go about that is developing a personal safety family plan. I do offer this as a complimentary download at my website at www.westandguard.com. It basically covers five areas, and it's just one page. Personal safety family plan is something you want to keep accessible in the kitchen, in a certain drawer, or on the fridge, or a photocopy in their binder. So they always have it, and it includes these kinds of things. You want to make sure your child has their address memorized and their phone number. You will want to develop a family code word for danger. For instance, if your child is at a play date or an overnight sleepover, and they can check in with you and say whatever word you have would be the code for come pick me up, things are not going great. And it is also important to develop some kind of check-in rule of at a certain time or you text each other just to see how it's going when they're away from you. It's also important that kids know how to dial 911 and you want to explain to them who the safe caregivers and the trusted grown-ups are in your lives and choose five of them where you write their name and you write their phone numbers. And this is a real important dis distinguishing point on this family safety plan. If anyone ever tries an unsafe touch, whether it's physical or non-physical, that person is no longer safe. That's an important time to tell whether it's somebody you know or you don't know or you thought this someone was safe. Well, they were until they tried that. Yep. I talk to my children about that quite a bit. It's not just about strangers. Statistically speaking, a child is more likely to be abused by someone they know than by a stranger. Yeah, 90% of children who are victims of sexual abuse know their abuser, and that's according to uh, Darkness to Light. Yeah, making sure that kids are safe from strangers and being abducted is super important. But 90% of the time, it's going to be someone they know. So talking about how to determine whether someone is safe and if they seem safe and then become unsafe. 
Those are Mm -hmm. important things to talk about. For you listeners, what ideas do you have for personal safety? How have you talked to your kids? Please go to btr.org backslash stories, find this post, and you can comment anonymously about what you do with your children that helps or post your questions there. We'd like to see some interaction. You can also join our community. I will send you an email to join our secret Facebook group where you can interact with other women who are married to sex addicts or pornography addicts so that you can interact about how to keep your kids safe in that situation. To join our community, go to btr.org, scroll down the page, and you'll just have to enter in your email and then click the button that says join our community. I'm so grateful for Kimberly for being here today. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And I'm so encouraged that this message of personal safety is being shared. And I I know that we're going to be able to help a lot of kids and keep them safe. Absolutely. Kimberly is doing a giveaway through Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And it will be available on our Instagram account. So go to Instagram. You need to follow our Instagram feed. That's at Betrayal Trauma Recovery. Tag three people that you know that could use this book. We have four books available to give away. If you win the giveaway, you'll be able to choose the girl version or the boy version. Please go to our Instagram account and keep an eye out for that. The giveaway will end on Wednesday night at 6. To learn more about Kimberly Perry's books, go to saynoandtell.com and you can visit her website at westandguard.com for more information. Her books are available on Amazon or CreateSpace, or you can also find them on her websites. If you don't remember those links, you can go to btr.org backslash stories and you can find all the links to her information there. If this podcast was helpful to you, please rate it on iTunes. We are also on SoundCloud. Each rating helps women who are isolated and need help find us. Betrayal Trauma Recovery is brought to you by your donations. Again, if it's helpful to you, please go to our site and donate today to keep this podcast up and running. If you have a sex addict in your family and you are struggling with trauma, please schedule a support call today or go see our support group schedule. That's at btr.org. All of our coaches are AppSets trained and will be able to assist you immediately. They know what they're doing and we care about your safety and the safety of your family. So until next week, stay safe out there.